0: Have you ever wondered how we got the Bible? I mean, if this is God's Word, then how did we get it from God's mouth to this printed page that we have here today? Well, we'll look at this exact question in this episode, so stick around. You're listening to the Bible series with Pastor Robbie Bergen. How did we get the Bible? To understand this, we need to explore a few terms—revelation, inspiration, and prophets. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1, verse 21, "...for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit." This process of human beings being moved by the Holy Spirit is what we refer to as revelation. This is how God reveals himself to a member of the human race. The revelation of God is deeply rooted in our history. And we find each time God encounters a human, we gain an insight into who and what he is. And this is the revelation. For example, in the books of Genesis, we find that God reveals himself to Adam and Eve in the garden. This revelation tells us something about what God is, what He's like, and what He's not. Later, we see in history that God reveals Himself to more and more of humanity in different encounters, like with Noah or Abraham, or Moses, Daniel, and all the other human authors of Scripture. Each revelation was different and was progressive. It's also important to note that these revelations were only partial we still have not seen all of God. And yet, with each progressive revelation, we gain more and more insight into who and what God is. In Romans chapter 16, verse 25, we're told that, "...now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began." Progressive revelation means that God did not unfold his entire plan to humanity in the book of Genesis, or for that matter, in the entire Old Testament. The Old Testament revelation, though accurate, it's incomplete. The fullness of certain teachings cannot be completely found in the Old Testament. This is why we have a New Testament. The second term that we use when talking about how we got the Bible is the word inspiration. This is the process of taking the revelation given by God and communicating it to a wider human audience. Sometimes this was just done orally, such as in Noah's call to repentance for 120 years, or Abraham instructing his descendants. But in most cases, it involved writing a message down, such as in the cases of people like Moses and Daniel Jeremiah, Isaiah, and so on. The Apostle Paul tells us that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. This word inspiration is the literal idea that the scriptures are God-breathed. And so, with an understanding that God, through the Holy Spirit, inspired the human agent with the revelation, they used their culture, their language, and their own experiences to to write down that revelation. This is why in the scriptures we see expressions like, and I saw, or it was something like, or he showed me, or it hadn't the appearance of. The human language of the author was used to communicate the revelation. Christians don't believe in verbal inspiration, meaning we don't believe that God dictated each and every word of the Bible. But rather, we believe in thought inspiration. This is where God gave the human agent the thought, or the revelation, which was then written down in their own words, hence the inspiration. And this brings us to our third term, prophet. What is the purpose of a prophet? Well, the Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 24, verse 19, "...yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord." And they testified against them that they would not listen. The meaning of the word prophet is literally God's organ or spokesman. So a prophet is literally the human instrument which God communicated his revelation to and then further on to the wider human family. Now because the prophets were so influential, it is not surprising that in early history false prophets appeared Pretending to be God's messengers In order to support their own ambition or power And gain personal authority However, because of this God has given clear instructions to His people To examine the credentials of all who claim to be prophets And this is why God has given a number of tests To use when we think we may have a prophet in our midst These include the true prophet receives visions and dreams. Numbers 12, 6. A true prophet's predictions must come to pass 100% of the time. Jeremiah 28, 9. A true prophet's message will be in complete harmony with the entire revealed word of God and the law of God. Deuteronomy 13, 1-4 and Isaiah eight twenty. A true prophet prophesies to edify the church counselings and testimonies 1st Corinthians 14:3 and 4 A true prophet will exalt Christ as the Son of God 1st John chapter 4 verse 1 through 3 A true prophet will bear good fruit which is their character Matthew 7:16 through 20 The true prophet when in vision will exhibit physical signs but these are secondary to all the previous tests Numbers 24, 4 and Daniel 10, 11 through 17. So in case you missed it, God used the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to the human mouthpiece called the prophets. And these prophets either communicated that revelation orally or by writing it down. Most of these written revelations, which were inspired by the Holy Spirit, are what we would now call the different books of the Bible. And in order to know if a human is really chosen as a prophet, the Bible gives us a number of tests that we can apply to their life and teachings so that we can be sure. And that is how we got the Bible. And remember, have a blessed day. You've been listening to The Bible Series with Pastor Robbie Bergen. For more of this series, go to SeekTV.com.